0: Big safety podcast with Vance and Bart. It's a trap. There's no comfort fitting in a fake safety and no one believes it. All right, so We've been talking a little bit about the free market. We're always kind of talking about the free market, at least in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but specifically, we've been talking about the free market and how it plays into this whole pandemic lockdown bit. And I have a bit of news mm. I didn't know if you had seen. It. Have you seen the news about In and Out?
1: No. Like real news about in and out It's not like... It's not something on Twitter, right? It's real news. <laughs> CNN. Not that fake news stuff, right?
0: I'd say it's both. Because it Ooh. happened in real life and things happened on Twitter. Ooh. So it's almost in the area of what I would describe as monumental. Because if something's happening in real life and... Twitter is a flurry. It's a pretty big deal.
1: So I guess what I need to get uh, up to date on this. So, do you have like a clip or can we get our staff to pull up a clip?
0: So, I don't have a clip, but I do have this article from Newsweek who broke the story and they are covering a statement that In and Out released. Mm. Uh, so, they're Chief Legal and Business Officer Arnie Wensinger. Yeah. Defended not having employees check their customers' vaccine status. So the quote is We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. He goes on to say, We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is a clear government overreach. So uh, it looks like he...
1: Is a Nazi.
0: This Nazi goes on to say that uh, the company believes it is, quote, unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on the documentation they carry or any other reason. So uh, I'd say that's that's real news. Would we call that real news?
1: Yeah, I, I do. And I don't know why, but this, this came into my head whenever you were reading that was you know, in and outs in California, if you didn't know. Yeah,
0: for those who did not know, <laughs> in and out. Largely is in California here, but they are also in Texas and Nevada. I don't know if this is some sort of myth, but I believe the understanding is they won't build a restaurant more than a day's drive away from their distribution hub. So that's why it hasn't made it all the way out to like the East Coast or the Northeast and is largely a West Coast chain. (coughs)
1: Well, in my head, there's was, there was a Hispanic family that's obviously been out in the desert from crossing the border, and they're trying to get in and out to get a drink of water because they're dying of thirst, <laughs> and somebody's you know forced to check the vaccine card uh, that they don't have. So they just say, oh, no, you can't commit. So that's what I pictured in my head as you were reading that.
0: I will just be a Debbie Downer here and say that this is, I believe, stemming from their San Francisco location because of how San Francisco is even more strict than they are at a state level. Right. I think this is over at the Wharf, and I believe it's the only San Francisco location. For those of you who are in uh, SF, there's one down in Daly City with a Krispy Kreme that shares the parking lot. so. This doesn't mean you'll be without <clears throat> burgers and donuts.
1: Yeah, I know another in Phoenix. I was in Phoenix for a month, a couple of years ago. Uh, or a couple months for work and uh, had a good time. I love that. I love it Arizona. I really do. So.
0: Arizona also has Quick Trip, which you know from your home state.
1: So yeah. Phoenix has yeah. a little
0: bit of everything, it
1: sounds yeah, like. Yeah, the Quick Trip hub. Is here in Atlanta, like the main uh, headquarters. But yeah, I think years ago, two thousand and ten, we were on the road together, and I think a quick trip was only out in Texas. But they've been moving out west. Steady. Yeah, they,
0: they've been they've been expanding, um, pretty pretty steadily. So, props to you, Team QT.
1: Yeah, Um, and Racetrack's really stepped it up a notch, too. I don't know if you've been back in Georgia, but Racetrack is really competing hardcore with Quick Trip, which has been great because they're both stepping it up constantly to try to be above the other.
0: Which goes against the very thing we're talking about right now, which is the free market and that spirit of competition, which has been stifled. Exactly. So they are clearly an outgrowth of a free market model where even the incumbents who have just been coasting for a while have to compete. But um, the, the, the reason I bring up the in and out news is one because in and out is great. But two, it's an interesting reaction to something I, I think a lot of folks have been chattering about on the interwebs, which is, oh, these businesses are telling you not to come in because you don't have your vaccine. I thought you were in favor of private corporations making decisions. Well, now this private corporation has made a decision to stand against the government Mm -hmm. and everyone's outraged
1: i mean you're out there in san francisco so you've probably got a a lot higher amount of people who are truly outraged about this but i think most of the people in corporate america in most of corporate america are just they just don't want to rock the boat they just don't want to piss the wrong person off they just want to keep working but they're scared that, so they're, they don't want to do this. But most of them just don't have the balls to stand up and say anything about it. We're not, as standing up for the business and saying, we're not going to be okay with this. Yeah. Me as an employee, I'm standing up for the co- company I work for, even if they're not willing to stand up for themselves by openly saying, I'm not going to do this. And if you ask me if I'm vaccinated, I am going to lie to you over and over and over again. I will never tell the government the truth. And I'll tell them that I'm not going to tell them the truth. And then I'll answer the question. I don't want the government to know anything about me. And to know what they can believe and can't believe that comes out of my mouth.
0: Do you think it's more effective to confuse them or to by all appearances comply
1: no i think it's more effective to confuse them because um if you know anybody who works in government like when you say something on an official paper even if it doesn't go with reality they're supposed to like go through the channels with it or whatever right and for example, this is long enough ago they can't do nothing about it. Like I was in I was arrested twice in the same month. One time I wrote my name down with the middle initial. The next time I didn't put my middle initial. I was on probation. Two different people. So I didn't get like a multiple offenses. Bureaucracy can be confused pretty easily. <laughs> And you could slow it down whether you actually stop it or not. I, I, I think getting the wheels all sticky is helpful to businesses, other people who are really, you know, hurting and scared to lose their job or whatever. Anything you can do to slow down the investigations and whatnot.
0: If you do gum up the works though, is it possible that that will delay them eventually sorting anything out, whether that be delays in logistics or shipping or, you know, I know we're, I know we're dealing with a lot of like union stuff with these ports. Yeah. Is it, even if we're obviously not the reason for the delays, is it worth considering that we might be adding to delays by doing that?
1: Uh, if government is the reason for the delay, then the only thing you can do is fight to make sure that government is discredited in every form and fashion. Because they, they, we have to separate government from corporations. We have to show that it's not, like, it will only get worse if, if we don't stop it somewhere like I don't I'm not advocating for it to stop everywhere I don't really care like I just want it to stop I want to have a place where we can live and work and be safe and be prosperous and not worry about our kids starving and have to stand in bread lines or whatever which that's not here so As many eyes as I can wake up to the fact is the quicker we find we carve out our little spot. I think last week I believe it was we talked about secession and this and like the the number like like the riot number for states and whatnot. We need to lower the riot number for more states. I'm not saying that the states that secede are going to be. I think sometimes we get. People get confused when they hear secession. They think of the South, where they broke off and they wanted to be, like, their thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about seceding, like, individual places, doing their own things, you know? I don't care if California secedes and wants to be the Bernie Sanders land or whatever, right? I'm for it. Go for it. You know, I don't want to be a part of that, but I'm all for you doing it. Because at least when you break off, you're not using my money to do it over here. You know, you're doing it. You're doing your thing over there with your consequences. I mean, I I just want to, I want to open people's eyes to like this, this whole together thing isn't working. Like we don't see eye to eye. We're not, we're not going to come to a, a, a compromise here. I'm so far away from the Bernie Sanders thing. I'm not going to come to a compromise with that. I'm not going to come to a compromise with a central government. I'm less scared of California than I am of the United States federal government. At least California, California would be doing their own thing, having their own problem, or maybe it all worked out. Maybe you're rainbows. I don't, I don't know. I seriously doubt it as much as I've studied and learned. I, I don't think that that's going to be good, but if you're happy, be happy doing it.
0: I would argue that it is possible that it has, or 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 turns out to be rainbows, as you say, because I think if everyone is able to do things the way that they think they should, they would likely do one of two things, which is either prosper or learn really quickly that that's not what they thought it was going to be. And I think this world is made up of so many different kinds of people who get Different things out of life and have different sense of purpose. That a land that is very different than the one where you would thrive Mm -hmm. is one that could also thrive. Mm -hmm. And I think those communities collaborating at a higher level is what theoretically the federal kind of agreement is supposed to be, right? It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be that California is this you know rainbow land of bernie sanders i I keep thinking about like how sanders like land land sand bernie landers there's something there about the land of bernie i just don't i don't have it yet so please write in and let me know what the like obvious joke is there but you can have that and then let's say you have have georgia as uh you know the the ancapistan that we talk about sometimes i think the idea of the united states could be that level of cooperation the idea that these two completely different states mm-hmm. cooperate at the very high level and 80% they are unique 20% they overlap and in that overlap That's Mm -hmm. where there's federal levels of agreement. It's just that we've let that federal peace become dictatorial as opposed to some sort of collaboration.
1: Right. It was supposed to just be a... It was just an agreement that we were going to work together, but we were separate. That was all it was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to... And then there was going to be like an oversight committee. It was just over the things that we wanted to collaborate about and that was the federal government which is supposed to be super weak and nobody was supposed to really even care who was president because it should never affect them. I mean, those those writings were written. that That, that was talked about. It should never affect the everyday man who the president is. It shouldn't And they shouldn't even care. Well, we're a long way from that, right? (laughs) So, So, yeah, that's exactly what secession could be. It could just be a reset where it just broke up the power of the federal government. And then the states could collaborate and come to an agreement that they're not going to, you know, hurt each other by tariffs or whatever, or they could not. And, and that's fine. Either way, like, I don't care. Like you can tariff yourself all you want because all you do, if you, if there's a bunch of different States that out there that feel differently, if you go tariffing in this state, you're going to feel it. And I'm going to have a lot of other options because it's not just the federal government telling me, oh, we all got a tariff, somebody, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then you're going to realize real quick, oh, shit, tariffs don't work because that just fucked over all my people. And you're probably if it is a government like that, votes on somebody there, it'll be. That person will be voted out pretty quick, you know, and that state will get a little better on something.
0: Is it possible that that's where we're actually headed already? Because I I know they don't mean it exactly the same, but people have been talking about the Great Reset. They've been talking about things, you know, depending on how tinfoil hat you get, there's the New World Order and all this sort of thing the great reset could be advantageous for all it could truly be a win win where the folks who do want a very authoritarian well, the great
1: idea. reset that that's being spoke about it could not would not be advantageous to all but like but yeah like the natural thing that's happening where liberty mindedness is growing yeah that could
0: and i think that's what i'm i'm saying is is not the not the nefarious intentions of these things but the actual way that these things manifest right so i'm not in favor of all of the division or them trying to pit one side of the country against the other but it's possible that they have gone so far that people can see through it and that division may not necessarily be reconciled, but they can embrace it instead and say, you know what, actually you're right, federal government. We are all very different. And instead of fighting about it, we're all going to agree to disagree and collaborate as separate, but cooperative entities.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and- it's funny how the fighting ends when you aren't telling somebody else what to do. It, it that's, that's where we're at with a, with the federal government by voting, we're telling the other people who don't like that way, what to do. And so it becomes a fight, but if you'll notice this with other people, that, like people in your neighborhood and whatnot that you talk to, when you're not telling them what to do, I feel like we're not talking about voting to, to make you live your, but if I want to live my life different, but I'm not saying anything about like people get along, they can go to like little events in neighborhoods, people totally different ideas on how they want to live their lives. And In that circumstance where nobody's telling the other person what to do or voting to tell the other person what to do, people get along. And that's the way the states could be. Like you could be living your life in a completely immoral way and, and whatever state you decide you live in at that time or what you call it, whatever. I mean, I could think the things you're doing are awful and, going to hell or what you know depending on my belief system or but we don't have to fight about it if you're not forcing that kind of moral behavior on to me or a cost to me like i gotta pay for it like say i'm paying for planned parenthood right i don't want to do that it's not a religious thing for me it's just i find it that, that it's not something that I should pay for. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not exactly for abortion and I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that I want it to be illegal either, but I damn sure don't want to pay for it.
0: I think that's where a lot of this stuff comes down to starting with, with good intentions, as opposed to some of these more busy body things that we're seeing now, right? Like we see a lot of the, people turning in their neighbors and calling the police or calling the whatever, calling to snitch. We see a lot of that happening right now. We see the busybodies. But for the most part, I think you're right. People aren't really doing a lot of that naturally, but people are doing a lot of the, okay, we should all be doing this for the greater good. And they believe that everyone should be doing that regardless it's not about them making you do something it's about them making someone else whole and believing everyone should participate in that
1: that's still just another way of saying they want to make me do something
0: sure but the intentions aren't that they're <laughs> making you
1: do something right I'm, i mean I'm, but it's just saying it in a nicer way I, no, I
0: disagree. I think the intentions are different, right? Like the intention of someone turning you in yeah. is, is power, it's status, it's malintent, okay. but someone volunteering your resources on your behalf, thinking that you would go along with it is slightly different because they in their mind, are projecting their own values onto you. They say, oh, well, I'm a good and faithful member of this community, and as a representative of this community, I know what should and should not be, and these people need to be made whole. These people need assistance. I'm sure no one would care if I pulled from the community chest and gave them some of our
1: resources. It's not my job to do that. It's not my job to feel differently about the fact that you're willing to steal from me by violence uh, to, to donate to something that you believe in instead of you donating to yourself voluntarily. But I agree there is because of the public school system and they don't teach people to think like norm, like a normal person would. They, they think that using government is morally okay to, to be a thief. But if you put that same person in a scenario with just a group of people, and that group of people does that to him or her. They're not okay with it. It's something about government. It's been ingrained in their head through the school system or something that government is okay. This is okay because it's government. Um, and it's, but it's the exact same thing. It's the stealing, no matter who you're giving it to, you're stealing it from somebody else. So and you're using violence to do it. So I would say, yes, there is, there isn't that intention necessarily. They're not looking at the whole process, but maybe that's a failure on our part is people who do understand what happens. And I think that actually, when people realize that most left leaning people, who come over to the liberty side it's when they realize that all these things that they're doing where barely any of the money gets to what they wanted to go to anyway when they realize that that money is being extorted but from people through violence through the threat of violence through imprisonment through murder through they hold shit hostage yeah of and and now we look at with the vaccine, man, it, like they hold rights as hostage, you know. Um, I think that's when people from the left, people who when it clicks in their head that that's what I've noticed. I didn't come from the left, so that wasn't really what did it for me. But most of my friends who did, that's what they say. It was like when something happened where they realized the money that they were screaming to be thrown somewhere was being violently taken from somebody as normally they see it happen to somebody they like, you know, the IRS come after them or something. And, and that's something to think about now because uh, there, there's a proposal, $600 or, or more. The, I, the IRS has full access to, to investigate your bank account and we can all see why they're doing that because think about it like say if you work under the table the typical person works under a table it's about what they're getting right per week
0: to me i think it's more of a distraction and an overcorrection so if we push back on it and say no 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 that amount is too low and then we push back and they say oh well what about six thousand and then we go oh that's much better thank you
1: <laughs> i mean yeah i could that's like uh the when trump was lower in the tax rate it was like point three they were arguing over point three percent
0: right it's missing the point and that's <laughs> that's my real fear is that it's not Anything except for a tactic to make people feel more comfortable with a larger amount, which is much lower than what I believe it is now, which is I think 10 or 15,000, something like that. It's
1: 10,000, but um, I think think they're really going for the 600 because I think he really thinks that he's going to boot these people out of their jobs and they're going to have to get paid under the table. Just 1099 me, right? And I'll keep working for you. Right? So then they want to get that record of the payments. Because they know companies will do it. Especially companies who really don't want to enforce this stuff. They don't agree with it. But they also don't want to tell the government they're not. So they're just 1099 people.
0: Well, it's it's also... get
1: away with it that way.
0: It's also worth noting that the the companies don't actually have to comply with this. Like the the order that went out I believe is actually not that enforceable.
1: Yeah, it it's not if people don't comply with it. Like if enough people don't comply with it, but if people comply with it, it'll be law just like anything else. I mean, the Constitution hasn't stopped them from doing anything. I mean, really. As, well, long, as, they, I- as long as people will comply, they, enough people that they can make an example out of the few that don't.
0: Well, I think that's, that's the point I'm trying to make is that who are they going to use as an agency to enforce that?
1: OSHA is what they're supposed to use. Which is weird because also on the OSHA book, there's any company who mandates their employees to take a vaccine or any drug is liable legally for any side effects due to that. That's in the OSHA and I'm OSHA 30, baby. I've read it, you know, that's that's in there and it's not in there like once it's in there a lot. So, you know, they've they've told all these people that are actually responsible for side effects and whatnot, who are forcing people to do this, that they don't have to pay for it. But now they're making companies, or they're talking about making companies do it. <laughs> and then they're actually responsible for any side effects. I like bringing that up to company owners myself. Thank God I run with, I guess, a group of people, enough people that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I hang out with or I know personally, and uh, most of them don't know that. I'm like, dude, do you not take your OSHA 30? No, my employees do. Well, have they not told you that? (laughs) Maybe you should take it because And then they go look it up and they're like, holy shit, I'm glad you told me that. And two companies, one being a large home security and company security company that I am friends with the owner. He was back and forth on what are they going to do if this does implement and whatnot. And over the weekend, he had a meeting with all his employees and threw it out on the table. They will not be complying no matter what with any mandates. Because, and I think that I kind of pushed that over the edge because he was flirting with it before that.
0: I think that's a really valid piece to put on into the the public conversation. Because honestly, I don't think anyone's talking about that. I think there are two narratives. There's the larger kind of mainstream narrative, which is everything's fine, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the smaller fringe, which is way more volatile because it's all over the place. You've got the crazy tinfoil hat folks who believe that everything's you know, uh, a conspiracy and the sun is following them or whatever. And then you have the people who believe that this is clearly a problem because no one's held liable, which is, I think, a legitimate thing to question. But I don't think anyone is talking about companies being held liable. I don't think anyone is is talking about that. I think, again, mm-hmm. the mainstream is not talking about liability because they don't believe there's anything wrong. And mm-hmm. the small groups are talking about no one being liable and that's why they're not taking it. There's no nuanced conversation around, okay, well, let's say we do roll it out even though we're quote-unquote hesitant. Mm-hmm. Who then has the liability? And it's not just that the government and the pharmaceutical companies don't have liability it's that the companies do if i'm a business owner and i'm enforcing this that makes me do a double take
1: yeah it's it's really feels like they're trying to find it like they don't want to be the scapegoat you know what i mean like when all the shit goes down You know, somebody's going to, somebody's going to be on the chopping block. And if we've already got it in the law books that these people had to pay, then just make it them. I don't know. Or maybe it's just a government oversight. I don't know. Either way, like if I'm a company owner, like I don't want to be, I would much rather play my cards with going against the the government for as long as I could, then you know, being the first guy to be like, Yeah, everybody take a shot, you know, like Southwest or something. And then end up getting sued like a motherfucker later because I don't know, the wife couldn't get pregnant or so you know, like anything. Cancer is like a scary one too with the boosters because the RRA tends to attach to the caps on our re- other cells when they reproduce. And um, there's been a lot of studies with it, and it hasn't really done any cancer creation because I guess, you know, just, it just eventually just shaves off. And, you know, those parts, those parts of your DNA are supposed to, and kind of protect the actual cell, but it it's you know when you get cancer, the it's when those are reproducing like your cell, so it's like your DNA is wrong in the cell. That's what cancer is, or whatever. Well, there's a scare that if you we're doing boosters with that uh, over and over the shot, that it's gonna make it where your cells start to remember that and grow that naturally and that would be cancer if it's not just attaching but your cells growing it that's that's a defect in your cells that's cancer and that's a that's just a scare but nobody knows that's going to happen but i mean it's it's not like scientifically that couldn't happen it's that's a actual scientific Concern, right? Right. It's not something that somebody's making up. It's just a concern, right? But you don't want to be liable for, like, America getting cancer, right? (laughs) That's that's bad. You know, (laughs) that's expensive.
0: Well, it it also scales based on your company, right? If -hmm. you are one of those businesses that employs. 150 people Mm -hmm. and, you know, 10 of them get something worth, one of them gets Mm -hmm. something worth suing you over that could topple your business. But Mm -hmm. if you're one of these, you know, massive companies that employ tens of thousands of people, if even a small percentage of those people come back to you with millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits, the damages and just the cost and being tied up in that alone would be impactful to your business in a a negative Mm -hmm. way, right? Because the larger your business is, the more people you employ, the more likely you are to have multiple cases.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, we talk about, The connection between big business and government, you know, with with things like that, what typically happens is like, all right, we know you're going to take a hit for this. You take a hit for this. We're going to give you a government contract worth this much. It's going to counterbalance that and then some, and then you know the companies take the hits, right? And they get the cut. But something that big that's a really big government contract. You know, how are you going to get that's going to be a tough one to.
0: Well, to and get, one that right? and one that the small and medium businesses will not get. Right. If you have 150 employees, maybe a few thousand employees, you're not going to get that sort of favor. You're mm. just going to get stuck with the legal bills and damages enough to probably sink your company. Right. Whereas the mega corporations who We'll say, yeah, we may not necessarily be able to take this multi-million, possibly billion-dollar hit, but if we are guaranteed this to ride it out, or what we saw with 2008 and other crises, they'll actually sink the company itself so that all the people who are Mm -hmm. within that company get their lifeboats by being dispersed among other companies that were not sunk by this because mm-hmm. let's be real. These lawsuits aren't against a CEO. They're not against a COO mm-hmm. or a president. These lawsuits are against companies. So these companies can just shutter and reopen under some, something else. Or like I say, the the staff can be sort of dispersed to the club that we're not in.
1: Yeah. I I always think back on the Bush era with Cheney's company. He had that company who was getting sued for cancer through asbestos or whatever. And they were going to take a loss that was going to devastate the company. And he was sworn in as the vice president. and. Right before the settlement, he sold to Halliburton. So he sold the company for the value before they lost all, you know, all their money. So he stayed rich, right? And Halliburton took the hit. And they just made sure they gave all the rebuilding of Iraq contracts and all that to Halliburton. So they took, they paid. Halliburton back with our taxpayer money and then some, you know, got all those military contracts and whatnot.
0: So I guess our question to all of the business owners, entrepreneurs, and let's be honest, people who work for small and medium businesses, Mm -hmm. do you have your own Halliburton who will come and bail you out in the event that your company tanks?
1: Yeah. I mean, osha i'm the first to tell you osha is a complicated book i mean in most industries they regulate if you were to follow all their rules you couldn't do anything you'd have to stand there in a bubble you know (laughs) but uh you know you can get away with bending this one and breaking this one as long as you do you're making the effort and whatnot they tend to at least the regulators, they unless you pissed them off, they tend to understand when you show an effort, they don't really fuck with you too much. But when somebody gets cancer and they die and they're a single mom, or in today's society, let's say you're a company that's doing pretty well and you sell something maybe like a firearm or a part for a firearm. And then a trans single parent dies of cancer because you mandated them to get a shot. What do you think that's going to look like on the news when you don't want to pay for their, you know, the funeral cost or the you know, millions of dollars to, to help this. It, 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 you're a make parts for firearms. You, you probably don't have millions of dollars, but that's not what woke America thinks.
0: Oh, come on. It's the least you could do.
1: <laughs> right? So you're done. It's over for you, especially with visa and all that already attacking you. You're done. So don't, I wouldn't be the one to roll over on this one because as soon as, if you roll over and do it, comply, you're not on the the woke or the, you're not on the woke's good side, or are you on big state government's good side? Because the next thing they want you to do, they're going to fight you like you're the enemy again. It doesn't, you're not going to be safe. Because you rolled over and did this.
0: Yeah. When it comes to the state, these hoes ain't loyal.
1: You know, people say stuff to me like, well, you know, I'm just going to do it because I don't want the trouble. If you don't want the next trouble, you got to not do this one. It's got to stop somewhere, guys.
0: I think that's what in and out was saying with their message.
1: I, I do too. And I, it's weird that, I don't know. I never got the vibe that In n Out was like, uh, like a ballsy type company, and and it's it's probably partially because I've never really lived on the West Coast, so I haven't been there enough to like see the difference, right? Whereas I do live on the East Coast, and when even though I disagreed with Chick fil A, I appreciated their uh, honesty
0: i believe Uh, it was i believe it was the president who came out and he said yeah yeah but admittedly i don't think it's a company stance i think it's more just like his in a magazine but
1: and i like the way that he he spoke it wasn't he didn't say that he was for a law saying that gays could gay people didn't get married he just said personally i don't believe that two men should get married. He didn't yeah. say the s- state. And I remember reading that and I was looking for the law thing because that was the stance I took. I took, because like, at that point I was heavy, I don't, I don't think it was much of a libertarian. I was in the libertarian stuff, but like, um, this was something that I've always felt like, why the fuck? Is a state involved in my marriage that always just rubbed me the wrong way, to the point that when I got married, I didn't get a marriage license. I still don't have one. I I did not go in front of a judge or sign any piece of paper, and I told a judge to his face whenever she was changing her name, and he told me I didn't have rights to my kid i told him he don't have rights to tell me whether i have rights to my kid and i I told him a little bit more than that i said you know there's no man in a black dress with a little wooden hammer gonna tell me that i don't have rights to my kid you don't have the right to say that of course i was escorted out but like I, i don't see why anybody especially in something that intimate i mean the gay community fought so hard to have the state involved in their marriage. What, why weren't they just go into a church that would marry them? There was, there's churches that don't, like the synagogue that I go to, he, my rabbi, he marries gay couples, trans couples. All like he's fine with all that mixed religious couples like me. Uh, he does it all. He's fine. I mean, I, I don't, really, I don't really care either way. I think if these people love each other and they want to you know, swear that that, that this is it, you know it's you and I until one of us goes, you know it's uh, personally, I believe it's between those two people and if they want to bring a religion into it, that's fine but I I also believe that if a religious person says oh, I can't perform that i don't believe that that's a thing in my religion you know what i mean like that's just as much of a right you know what i mean
0: look the gay marriage thing is the state sanctioned equivalent to the six thousand dollar thing and that Yeah. yeah that might be a better outcome than what you had but it's still a huge problem because you're at the mercy of the state
1: yeah it's huge it's i I don't care about these married benefits. I don't want the state involved in my marriage. I don't want them anywhere around my marriage i i don't I honestly think that I would look at my marriage, especially today strongly as I feel against the state today. I would feel like it was tainted like I think there would be some sort of i'm glad that I did it the way I did it because I honestly feel like I would I would feel guilty about signing that paperwork or whatever. I have a son, my oldest. I've been going through this Liberty thing and becoming an cap over time. And there are some things that I did with him. That I do. I still feel guilty about at least, even if I would have come to the conclusion that I was going to do it, I wish I would have thought about it more. And this relates to the companies because you guys got to think about this stuff more. It's not your initial reaction to somebody trying to scare you. Okay. You got to think about this stuff. It's a big deal because if people start getting cancer or if people can't reproduce anymore, and you're not going to sit here and tell me that there's not going to be some percentage of people that have a reaction or a illness due to the vaccine. There's, It's going to happen. There's, it's just a matter of what the percentage is going to be. There's always, I mean, this is the second, even at the skewed numbers that they have. They've taken out factors that are implemented in other vaccines numbers, even at the low number of deaths because of directly because of the vaccine today, it's the second most deadly vaccine in American history at the numbers that they're releasing right now. It's uh, measles is first. If it's the second most deadly vaccine that we've ever given to the American people, there's probably going to be side effects later.
0: Well, as Sean Connery said to his son, Harrison Ford, there's no silver medal for second place.
1: It's a clap, and there's no a fake
0: safety